Welcome to episode number one of Father and Dad, where we discuss the Catholic faith in the, faith in the modern world from our unique perspective of Father and Dad. I'm Dad P.J. Carraher. And I'm Father, God willing, uh, Stephen Carraher. I'm a seminarian right now. Yeah, so, so let's uh, let's start right there, Stephen. That's a good place to start. Yeah, so um, yeah, so I'm not, not a father yet, still a seminarian, but, you know, when you have a, a show titled Father and Dad, you know, you, you really can't, you, you, it's, hard to, it's hard to miss on, uh, you know, a title like that. So we think, uh, you know, we'll start this off, you know, do a few episodes uh, with me as a seminarian, uh, and then, you know, God willing, uh, in four years, uh, I will be ordained a priest for the Diocese of Gary. And uh, then it will be officially father and dad. But until then, I'll just have to I'll just have yeah. to uh, say everything God willing. Yeah. Full full disclosure. I originally wanted to call it father and son to start mm-hmm. with, and then change it to father and dad as a joke. But you just like you, you like that you so much. You can't miss with father and dad. You can't miss with it. But, but yeah. So we're kind of for the first episode, we we're talking uh, just kind of sharing our experience, um, just as you know, a father and son kind of going through this crazy journey of seminary together, kind of from the beginnings and. I think it'd be really interesting to hear kind of both of our perspectives yes. on, on kind of my, my yes. journey towards the priesthood. So um, if you don't mind, I think maybe I could start. Yeah, go ahead. You yeah, start. So, uh, so uh, me and my dad were, you know, a, you know, a part of a, a good Catholic family. Got, uh, you know, my two parents have been uh, very supportive of, you know, my Catholic faith pretty much. You know, cradle Catholics, me and my three siblings. Uh, we went to church every Sunday, you know, whether or not we wanted to. Uh, <laughs> I can remember many mornings. I remember one specific morning where uh, I had just served a Saturday morning mass and I was screaming and hollering at my mom because I thought that that would count for a Sunday mass because I did it on Saturday. But but regardless, you know, we still always went to mass. But uh, I remember there was always kind of an attraction to the priesthood. I remember one of the first memories that I have about the priesthood was driving back home from a White Sox game. Um and I remember mom going around the car asking all the kids, you know, what they wanted to be when they grew up. And my sister wanted to be a fairy princess, you know, one of, you know, my brother wanted to be like a garbage man or something. Yeah. And I remember she got to me and I said, you know, it's something that starts with the letter P. And then <laughs> she's like, okay, what is it? And it comes out, you know, I'm a priest, you know, I wanted to be a priest. And that memory's kind of stuck with me. Um, but I, I definitely remembered not really telling anybody for too long after that. Kind of just like kept on living my life. Went to St. Thomas More Catholic grade school. Um, just kind of, uh, you know, very grateful for that experience, kind of growing up in that uh, uh, environment that was very Catholic friendly. Um, and I remember, this is probably around like seventh or eighth grade, um, I really, and we were really starting to dive into the sacraments, that I became very interested in, in the sacramentality of the priesthood. Um, and let's even go into that. We were blessed in to have, a, I can think of two Two people in particular, but I know there were more at St. Tom's. Mm-hmm. And that is, well, first off, Father Mike. Oh, yeah. And absolutely. I still remember the the first time he he was a, a pastor, spoke at a, you know, led a mass at St. Tom's, and Mom and I said, and I think we said it to the family, we said, all right, there you go, that's a, that's a real priest. And it's because of the the way he treated the holy sacrament and the, the the that was the focus of the mass and that was obvious and i think that that played a big part too because oh, i mean did, yeah. if it's not about that what is it <laughs> what exactly is it about? exactly no it's there's not a lot of reasons to join the priesthood if there's not the sacrament right, right. So. and and then the second is of course uh, mr nordike i th- i don't know how much you gotten influenced by him maybe it was the other kids i definitely got influenced a little bit by him uh, yeah. at the very least um he was it was definitely really good he, it was very clear that he had a very you know, deep love of the faith, and he yes. loved sharing it. Yes. Um, our principal, Mr. Nordic, my last, probably my last four years at St. Thomas yeah. More. Um, and he was, yeah, absolutely. I actually remember him calling me into his office. Yeah. Um, 
And uh, he said, you know what, Stephen? I think you make a good priest. This was when he was handing out re- report cards and all that kind of stuff. And, <laughs> and I'm like, oh, okay. Like, that's that's kind of interesting. Probably around yeah. eighth grade. It's like, you know, just it's kind of those little things, you know, throughout, you know, throughout uh, my life. I can think of, you know, someone saying, hey, you know, you make a good priest or, you know, certain things stirring up in my heart. Yeah. And I remember thinking like, yeah, actually, maybe I could be a priest. And then I, <laughs> my favorite part is then like every other boy like came up to me as well and said, oh, did you hear, you know, Mr. Norday told me that you know, I should be a priest too. And I'm like, oh, okay, this feels a little bit less special. But but still, I, I remember it. And I remember him saying that to me. And I remember that, you know, kind of really inspiring me. So yeah, yeah no, he's absolutely yeah. been. Um, so uh, then you went through, uh, you went through high school at Munster yeah, High. Yeah, I went to Munster High School. So the transition, transition between a Catholic grade school and then a uh, secular high school. Um, I was definitely very conscious of that uh, mm-hmm. transition. Um, and I definitely, I made it very much a priority um, to stay on top of my Catholic faith. And it was kind of, it was kind of at that moment coming into high school, especially encountering, uh, you know, a lot of people who didn't have my same beliefs and who were, you know, willing to, you know, argue with me. Um, you know, as a young high schooler, you know, 14 years old, I love just like arguing with people and trying to figure out, you know, how can I, how can I best prove that they're wrong? So it really gave me an opportunity to just kind of dive into kind of the intellectual foundations of the Catholic church. And I found just an absolutely, you know, beautiful wealth and treasury of, you know, and that's really kind of where, you know, I start really realizing like, wow, the Eucharist is actually the, you know, the body, blood, soul, and divinity of Christ. And, Wow, you know, the, I really got a really cool understanding of what a priest is through that time, and that was that was a very blessed time. It was a very blessed time to go through high school. Yeah, and it's funny that you—I'd never heard you say that before. But it's for me, and we'll we'll we're gonna, of course, future episodes get into these things. But uh, for me, um, I see. Let me back up. For me, my coming full to the faith has been more the appeal of reason mm-hmm. than faith. Sure. I, I'm, I'm ashamed to say that because I see. I see in you and I see in your siblings, I see faith bringing you there. Whereas for me, it, it had to take the reason and then going through, which mm-hmm. is what you did like in high school and then even more so in college. And we can, we'll talk more about that. Oh yeah, in the absolutely. Future. Absolutely. But uh, yeah, so then you went uh, down to IU and yeah, another secular. Down, yeah, uh, exactly. So I went from one secular place to another. Basically, I really just kind of wanted to go to IU because all my friends were going there. I knew yeah. every, everybody was there. When I one college visit, I kind of fell in love with the beauty of it. Uh, just kind of fell in love with the prospect of kind of going down there and yeah. kind of going into the whole, you know, excitement of it all. So I uh, head on down there and it's definitely not what I expected. I kind of got, you know, sidetracked on certain things. Yeah. and um, But my faith was still very important to me. I didn't want to lose that identity. Um, and I kept on, you know, I kept going to Mass every Sunday. Um, but a lot of things just started feeling really kind of like dry and like, you know. Yeah, I that's a really, tough, making that transition, really is, yeah. transitioning from a home base to somewhere new and mm. establishing a new home base is tough. Mm-hmm. And especially in the college years and in the post-college years, it's uh, it's tough finding finding that new base. And you got to be willing to experience. I don't know how many different churches. Did you just go straight to the Newman Center or did no, you well, end actually, up going so to St. Charles? I ended up going to St. Charles, which is in Bloomington. It's kind of more the family parish. Yeah. So I, I, it, I was really attracted to that because it really felt like home. Yeah. Like it really felt like I was going back to St. Thomas More. You know, I had families around me. Yeah. The priest was really good, Father Tom. Uh, very, very good priest. And, um, 
You know, the Newman Center just didn't really feel like home for me. But the best part about the Newman Center was that they had a 9 p.m. Sunday mass, <laughs> which as a college student is the greatest thing in the world. That means that I can just put off everything until 9 o'clock on Sunday. So that's kind of, it's I'm, I'm almost ashamed to say it, but that's kind of the real real reason why I kind of transitioned. God has a mysterious way of working. But that's the reason why I transferred over to well, our, our Newman yeah. Center. Yeah. yeah, Newman Center at St. Paul. Because then they brought you into the Hoosier Catholics. It did, yeah. I remember it was my sophomore year, beginning of my sophomore year. I wasn't really doing anything. I was just trying to figure out, you know, still trying to figure out exactly how I fit in in college and all that kind of stuff my sophomore year. And I remember somebody coming up to the AMBO and saying, you know, hey, um, we have these small groups, and if you want to join, you know, feel free to sign up. And I'm like, I, th I thought to myself, I'm not doing anything. Why not? So I gave it a shot. Uh, we met uh, every Tuesday in, in our dorm room, and it was just me and maybe like five or six, you know, college students. And it was it was a really interesting time because I thought I was going to go in there and it was just kind of it's going to be, you know, just a bunch of people playing the guitar and singing Kumbaya. <laughs> it was just going to be like a really like a bunch of weird kids. But um, I was really surprised and shocked to encounter just like normal people. Right. Very normal people. Um, and they were uh, freely engaged and they were engaging, too. Wasn't yeah. They, oh, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And it was definitely there where, you know, I started to realize that, you know, it kind of it kind of moved away, not necessarily moved away from reason, but um, I really started to see the relationality of faith, mm -hmm. especially mm -hmm. in terms of, you know, I, w I was finally in a position where, you know, it was kind of embarrassing the first couple of times I went there because I, I, I couldn't really remember how to find things in the Bible. And yeah, but, you know, you open it up and you just kind of start going through and we do a little Lexio Divina, a little prayer with um, uh, the Gospels um, and kind of through that, it became very clear to me. Um, that, you know, that God is a person who wants to have a personal relationship to you or with you. And uh, that kind of just absolutely changed the game for me. Yeah. Um, I went to a retreat where uh, that was the first time, probably since I was in the car with, with you and mom, that I, I told somebody that I wanted to be a priest. Okay. Um, and uh, I heard a story of oh, this beautiful story of this, this one, this one, one of my uh, classmates uh, went through um like when she was really young, went through just a really bad cancer and she, her priest would visit her like every week mm. and give her the blessed sacrament and pray with her and just be with her and just kind of get to know her as a person. And just kind of hearing that story, I was like, Oh my gosh, like why would I want to do anything else? Like that's yeah. the coolest thing in the world to do. Um, and so, you know, I was kind of, I was kind of interested in kind of picking up the idea of, you know, probably the idea of thinking about being a priest. So I joined a discernment group in college with a bunch of other young men. I read a beautiful book to save a thousand souls, which just basically goes from A to Z about how to go, how to go about applying to seminary, you know, how to go about figuring out if you, you need to go to seminary and just answered like every question I could ever have. Um, and then through prayer, it just became very clear that, you know, uh, you know, after college, you know, if I didn't go to seminary right after college, I would like, I'd never know. Yeah. You know, if, it, and, and let's pick up there from mom and my side. Yeah, Cause, um, yeah. so this would have been right before you graduated your mm -hmm. senior year. And yeah. mom and I were, we're talking, we're like, I don't know if I ever explicitly said it to her. I was getting ready to, it's like, Hey, we should probably, cause mom and I are always, you know, I got you, I got you the internship yep. to work because Stephen was, you were doing computer, doing computer science, science, science and mathematics then, yeah. and, and doing it well. And, and we're always pressing, Hey, get a job, you know, make some money, get out of the house. Uh, you know, I was very like, slow on that. I was, <laughs> I was really bad at, at going to like career advisors. I was like, that just yeah. didn't like flow. I didn't really but, care for that. So mom and I knew at that point and, and we even decided, Hey, let's kind of lay back on the pressing you 
on the job sort of thing. And I don't know if you knew that we, because I got the feeling you didn't think we. I actually, I actually didn't know that you weren't gonna that you weren't pressing me. I didn't realize that, but you can okay. you can keep on going. Yeah. No, <laughs> so we weren't. Can I tell the story? Go, go for I'll it. tell Do the it. story. I'll tell it all the way through. Why I'll not? Tell, and then I'll tell my side. You tell your side. So from our side, we we knew. Hey, let's let's give him the room. And then after five thirty, was it a five thirty mass? Let's say it was. Let's yeah, it was. About, yeah, because we went out to Panera afterwards. Yeah. I mean, you usually would do that. Yeah. Yeah. So after 5.30 Mass, Father Mike comes up to us with a big smile. Hey, I finally signed Stephen up for the seminar. And I'm like, oh, great, okay. As if I knew, as if he had talked Father to me Mike, about yeah. it. And you weren't there. And then we went to, you weren't with me when Father Mike talked to me. Mm-hmm. And then we went out to eat to Panera. And I had talked to Mom. And uh, we're sitting there at Panera. And I turned to you. And I think Mark was with us, was just the four of us. Yeah. And I said, so, Stephen, I was talking to Father. Mike and you're like, whoa. And I kind of wondered, were you afraid that we were going to be disappointed? That's a very, that's a very good question. Yeah. So I yeah. guess I'll tell my side of the yeah. story. So uh, definitely around. So during this time, during the summer, I was in an internship in Chicago. Um, and this was the summer right after, you know, I, it was a very, very important year for me, school year for me. I was in charge of a small group, um, just kind of really felt that spiritual fatherhood towards yeah. everybody in that group. Um it just became very clear to me that, like, you know, I, I started to see the horizon and thought to myself, you know, next year's my, oops, sorry, next year's my senior year. And, uh, you know, what am I going to do after this? And yeah. I'm thinking, it, it became very clear uh, during that time. I was, you know, I was praying during my lunch hour. I'd go down to St. Peter in the Loop and, and pray right. there for about, you know, maybe about 15 minutes during lunch hour. It became very, very clear to me that, you know, you should really start seriously considering it. And the nail in the coffin, it was like July, it must've been like July 5th or 6th. Uh, I was, I served a mass with Father Mike, you know, the pastor, Father Mike. Um, and right afterwards he said, you know, Stephen, just kind of like an offhand comment. He's like, you know, Stephen, when are we going to sign you up for seminary? Yeah. And like, he said it as a joke and kind of like an offhand comment. Yeah. Like, oh gosh, like this is like, if this isn't a sign from God, like <laughs> nothing is. So the next day, well, I, I think it was the next day I served mass for him again. I caught him in the sacristy. I said, Father Mike, we need to talk. And then that's kind of where I said, you know, I've actually been seriously thinking about it. And then he gave me, you know, the vocation director's number, uh, Father Kime for the Diocese of Gary. And that kind of started up off my whole thing. But in terms of kind of like telling, you know, my parents, you know, you and mom, I was thinking, um, well, the whole, uh, the whole kind of hesitancy with me wasn't just with just my parents, but actually with everyone. Yeah. Because uh, becoming a seminarian is just like an absolutely life-shattering thing in terms of yeah. like shaking your identity. So yeah. like I was trying to figure out like a real struggle for, struggle for me was like, like, how am I going to tell my friends? Like that was even right. more like, that was even more like, like I right. knew, like, I knew when I was going to tell you guys, you know, right. my family and my parents that, you know, I was, I was going to be supported. You know, it was very clear that, you know, you guys are very strong in your faith and you, yeah. I, I knew that was going to happen. I was just trying to figure out exactly what to tell you, but I was worried, you know, about my friends, you know, right. people who maybe have related to me in different ways, you know, right now, all of, of a faith, sudden, no, oh, Stephen's a priest. I can't talk to him about this exactly. anymore. We can't yeah. talk about girls. And, exactly. Yeah. It's a very, it's a very kind of like a shaking thing in my, in, yeah. in, in, in my estimation. So I thought, you know, yeah, to this is always it's like the seminarian dilemma or just any yeah. dilemma is like when do I tell the parents do I tell them like right now <laughs> do I tell them after I so my plan was was that I was going to go through the process of like applying and then once it became more clear that I was going to be accepted then I'd tell you okay but father Mike father Mike told and us and I, yeah. I love it because I knew like like I knew this whole time I'm like 
I, 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 there's something voice in the back of my head. It's like, they know, like there's, they, they <laughs> we knew. Know. and I knew, I knew you guys knew it was just like, oh, it's like, they know. But, and as soon as like, cause my side of the story is, so I remember waiting by the car and I see you go up to mom and you're, you kind of, kind of motion over here and you kind of like talking, you look really frantic. And I'm like, Father Mike just told them. I knew it. <laughs> and then we drove to Panera and I'm like, I know exactly what's going to happen. <laughs> and then you, and then you, you know, say like, you said, I, th- oh, how did I remember you saying? It's like, Stephen, do you have something to tell us? That's how, what I will be saying. And I'm like, okay, I'm going to go to seminary. So, yeah. Um, but yeah, so, but you know, after that, it's been very, cl- it's been, um, you know, you've supported me very well. Yeah. And I want to pick up on one thing you said, you said, you know, the dilemma on your side with your friends and there was a dilemma I felt from my side yeah. and mom and I, from our side was that basically how do we support you mm-hmm. through I can speak to it now because I know the right way to say it but at yeah. the time it was hey Stephen I support you meaning yes I want you to be a priest uh-huh. but also I support you if you decide not to you know yeah. and how, I didn't know how to say that and you saw the pain I was in trying to explain it and that's one thing at least the process with with Mundelein I found that they've made it clear it's a process of because we've seen of discernment mm-hmm. and we've seen men discern out and probably some might even discern back in but it's a process of discernment so it's and I'm so glad that it gives me the the way of expressing that we support your discernment yes yeah. And uh, 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 and that's that's a whole process. So let's talk about that a little bit. What that means? Yeah, sure. Yeah. So definitely a, a big part of discernment um, is just kind of an understanding that it's not just a one-time decision and then snap everything's in place. Right. Um, I've met a lot of people, especially in college. College students are notorious for this. They want to know exactly what they want to do for the rest of their life, like right now. <laughs> and you know, if they had a map for you know how exactly how their life would go, they would want that map as soon as possible. Yeah. Um, but that's not really what discernment is. Discernment isn't the matter of, you know, trying to find, um, you know, trying to find the map that's going to tell, you know, going to chart out exactly how God wants you to go throughout your life. But really it's kind of more like, um, I would say the, the, the analogy that I like to use is that it's kind of like growing a tree. Yeah. So you receive a seed um, which might be, and it's very little things, like it's maybe a desire in your heart, mm-hmm. you know, for the sacraments. Maybe it is, you know, something that somebody said to you, like somebody saying, hey, you know, you make a good priest. Yeah. You know, you receive that seed. And then you you kind of look at that seed and you kind of, you yourself determine, you know, is this something that I want to, you know, plant? Is this something that I want to take care of and nourish? And maybe, you know, maybe see if it becomes the tree that I, you know, that will eventually, uh, you know, lead me to this mm-hmm. vocation. Um, or, you know, do I just kind of throw it away? Um, so the whole process of discernment is kind of like growing this tree. So you have to continually water this call and you have to continually, you know, kind of watch it grow. And the process of discernment in seminary is kind of looking at that sapling, looking at that tree and then looking and thinking, you know, is this the way that God has called me to love? Is this the way that God wants me to, uh, you know, spend my life for others? And if the answer to that is that is yes, then you just simply keep on watering the tree and you keep on letting it grow. And eventually, you know, as the vocation grows, it becomes a giant oak. And it's really hard to cut down. Um, but, you know, if it starts to grow and you realize that it's, you know, you know, you're called to something else, uh, you say, okay, the seminary says, okay, thank you very much for trying the priesthood. Yeah. Um, you know, we understand that this is not where you were called to be and we'll support you in that decision. Um, and at the end of the day, that's what the church needs. Right. 
You know, right. the church doesn't need more priests necessarily. It needs priests who are called by God to be right. priests. And it, it, and it needs people to discern. And I tell you, from what I've seen at Mundelein, in a, among your group, just uh, your friends, the way the way that you you all band together and are all helping each other out out discern and you're you're willing to go with whichever way that the sermon goes and I think that's 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 beautiful I think that's really good and I'm like I said for me that helped to answer that answer that yeah that struggle mm-hmm. um, one last topic I wanted to talk about sure uh, aside your discernment and everything is just even just the um, the priesthood today in the mm-hmm. modern world yeah. Uh, I, I grew up, as you know, the post-Vatican II, where they threw the baby out in the bath wa- with the bathwater. We'll, ta- we'll talk about it later. Yeah, that, which is, yeah, I'm alluding to future topics again, but really, uh, the, it was a lot of people, a lot of pe- priests left the priesthood, oh, yeah. and a lot of seminarians mm-hmm. left, because mm-hmm. there really was no... There was no perceived value yeah. in, in that vocation, and the world was telling you that you're a loser. Mm-hmm. Uh, to Not to put too... too blunt a point on it yeah. because the world's all about you know money and power and all of that sort of thing and and uh, um, the Eucharist was just it's just an act it's not mm-hmm. it's not the very real presence and I I think that the, 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 there's an irony actually because the world right now even though it says that that the world really hungers for the truth mm-hmm. and I think there's a tremendous opportunity talking as a businessman, I know this is totally wrong no, towards fine. the priesthood, but talking as a businessman towards the priesthood, you know, I got I got into software because I love to create things. I think as a businessman to be a priest, you have tremend- a tremendous future laying out in front of you because mm-hmm. you have a world that is hungering for the truth. And I really think it's just a tremendous opportunity right now. Well, Sorry for putting no, a businessman no, perspective No, I, I agree on with it. you, though. I think, yeah. there's a, I think there's a lot of people who are hungry for the truth, and I think especially this generation is very much hungry for the truth. I feel like, especially millennials and, and people in Gen Z, I think they're really trying to recover this idea of mystery. Yeah. Especially in the age of the internet where basically you can find out anything you want, theoretically, at the tap of a couple of buttons on your cell phone, you know, yeah. you know, how tall is this building or, you know, who won this World Series in 2005, you know. Um, but, you know, at the end of the day, we're trying to, you know, there, there's, you can't Google you know, you can't Google and find a relationship with God, right? right? You can't Google and find, you know, the thing that really is inside of you that your heart really desires. And I think that's kind of awakened in people, especially the younger generation, a sense of a reverence of mystery. Um, and that's, you know, that's something really exciting to go into. Yes. I know I talk, I talk about that with uh, all of my priest friends all the time, you know, uh, just, just how beautiful of how fertile a ground we have. So, yeah. And at the end of the day, it's all the Holy Spirit's work. So, Amen, Amen. Well, I think we've left it there. We've got a lot of topics, as you can t- as you can see just oh, yeah. today. There's a yeah. lot of rich topics, and we're going to be going into those more into detail and further. But for now, that's going to conclude uh, episode one. Stay with us uh, for our future episodes, and uh, thank you for listening. Thank you.